Hello everyone, welcome into the fast lane. My name is Trey Lyle filling in for Ed. Got Ty here, Ty Tracy here with me. And uh, Ty, it, you know, it is the holiday season, um, you know, and I feel like, you know, we, everyone, you know, Santa, you make a list for Santa. Uh, you know, he, he checks his list twice. Uh, make sure you're naughty or nice. Um, and you know what? I feel like we should have some fun today. Uh, great show lined up. Uh, we have uh, my co-host of the Foul Ball Area Podcast to talk a uh, couple local moves in baseball. That's coming up at the second segment today and then into the day, 545. Uh, some in-depth stuff about the Hokies and the portal and, and where they're focusing um, with uh, VT Scoop's Andrew Alex as well. So that's the breakdown of the show today. But uh, um, interesting. I, I feel like, you know, it is the holiday season, right? Yeah, it is. It's the best time of the year, you know. Best time of the year. Happiness. Are you a goodness. Are you a Christmas song guy? I am. I ain't gonna lie. What's I your am. favorite What's your favorite Christmas song? The Temptations, Silent Night. Silent Night by The Temptations. I'm a big Jingle Bell Rock person. I I, I give you that. One. That's a good one. I too. I do jam to the uh, the Philly specials though. The, what's uh, your favorite movie though? Ooh, that's a good question. You know, we we could. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> favorite Christmas movie? It's probably Christmas Vacation. Mine's a Polo Express. That's a good one too. I love that movie. I, I okay, so we're we're getting a little sidetracked. Okay, Story yeah. about the Polar Express. So, first time I was supposed to see it was in IMAX in Richmond at the Science Museum. Like that's when IMAX was like the dome. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we get into the theater, and it's, I think this was a work party for my mom. Um, we were supposed to see it at. I don't remember. I just remember we were supposed to see it, and like, I don't know if it was like five minutes into the movie, mm-hmm. but it was very early on into the movie the theater just shuts down and it breaks. So the theater shut down. How did how, like, how? like it, it was, it was brand new. This is when IMAX was like new. Wow. So, so, uh, yeah. So we obviously couldn't watch the whole movie then. Yep. Um, but, uh, eventually got to see it. Like they gave us like a coupon to come mm. back and see it. So, but yeah, so I've seen the polar express in, in theaters. Um, it's a great movie and I, I, I will not home alone, you know, is great. Elf, another great movie. Um, you know, I, I think A Christmas Story, another mm-hmm. great movie. Yep. So, uh, Miracle on 34th Street. Um, what else? Uh, am I missing anything? I, I like that movie with the Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, I oh. think it's like that little turbo toy, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, um, I forget. I forget, I, it, but I, I know what you're talking about. Like when he's movie. the dad. Yeah, I like that movie. That's a good one. All right. Christmas time. Uh, are you? Is your your deck? When were your decor decorations up yet? Oh, it's been up since like the first day of December. That's my mom's birthday. So happy we did, birthday! We, well, we did after her birthday. So yeah. happy late birthday, Ty's mom. Um, yeah, we. Uh, mine, my tree is actually not up yet. I'm uh, I'm lacking. But it'd be like that to be fair. Life. I will not be in my actual house for Christmas. I'll be in Richmond. So I my dad's for Christmas too. Yeah. So. <laughs> We'll, uh, but it's it's Christmas time, and uh, I figured, and, and Ty has not seen this list, so we're gonna get his natural reaction to this. Uh, we're gonna do. Uh, I'm gonna make a Christmas list for for fan for the local team. So we got Liberty football and basketball. Mm-hmm. I feel like those are really easy. Mm-hmm. UVA football, UVA basketball, Virginia Tech football, and Virginia Tech basketball. And um, and then obviously the Washington Commanders, which yeah. actually you know what might be the easiest. Yeah. 
So let's start with the Washington Commanders. I think it could be a couple of things. Um, obviously, a new stadium, I think, could be on the list. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, if this was any time before this year, you'd say a new owner, and that'd be the layup. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe a return to relevancy. I don't want to say relevancy, but like, you know, winning football. Um, I, I, but I think I'm going to go with the basic. And, uh, it, you know, we, we get Seawall on every week, and she'll be back on Monday with covering the Commonwealth. It feels like we're we're heading to this point with new ownership. Uh, it's I think if you ask most Commanders fans what they would want, it's a new coaching staff. It's Ron Rivera out of there, right? <laughs> I agree with you on that. I, I knew that was coming. I was like, new coaching staff. It's it's nothing you can ask for. Like we need a new. Co- they need a new coaching staff. It's been too. I long. mean, like I I I joke that Eric Bieniemy was the coach in waiting, and that's why they hired him. And maybe he is. And I don't think that's not a bad move because, you know, Sam Howell has looked pretty well. Turnovers have been a problem, but I don't know if you can blame the offensive coordinator on that. I mean, he, I mean, he is good play calls, and it's like, what, his second year, I think? But First this, year as the OC in Washington. Not talking about uh, Sam Howell. This is like his second year there. But yeah, but it's first, first, first year, year starting. starting. Yeah, so he's basically like a rookie on the field. Yeah, Sam Howell so. is second in the NFL in passing yards. So that's why I was like, it's nothing against Sam Howell. He's playing pretty good. Just right now, just the team is not doing great, especially up front. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> like obviously Jack Del Rio got fired and everything that goes with that. But, uh, yeah, so so new coaching staff are committed. All right, let's get to the colleges. Okay. All right, uh, Liberty. So it's kind of hard to pick something when you're 13-0. and 0. I mean, I you're the Conference cross, USA champion. You're, you're, so he- you're heading hit. to the Fiesta Bowl. So I put upset over Oregon. I feel mm-hmm. like that 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 should be it. Maybe it is just to retain the key players on this team, whether it's Caden Salter, whether it's Quentin Cooley, whether it's obviously um, you know members CJ, of the defense, C- including Daniels. I think CJ Daniels, Tyron Dupree. Keeping Jamie Chadwell, which they will keep him for another year, yeah, it appears. Um, but I, if you finish this year fourteen and zero, and if Texas or Alabama wins the national championship, and let's say uh, Georgia beats Florida State, you get to claim you're the only undefeated team in FBS football. Yeah, definitely. Which is cool to say. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can claim the national championship like UCF did, but I mean, but you still got what. 14 and 0 is is still New an impressive bowl, one. You can't you, complain about you're, that. You're playing against a, a, a nationally relevant team that mm-hmm. was one game away from making the college football playoff, and that has probably the guy who will finish. I will say either second, second or third in the Heisman yes. and, and Bo Nix, and he's actually playing in the game. Mm-hmm. So if you get the upset over Oregon, you finish the year, and you can say this is the best season in your program's history, and that's you know pretty good to say. Virginia Tech's best season in program history was when I was two years old. And, you know, same thing for Virginia. Say, say that. I was like, we had to been like 1999. Taller, as we had been like a toddler at least. Like, yeah, 1999 when they went 11-1 and and lost mm-hmm. in the national championship. Yep. So, th- my point being, the upset over Oregon, I think, would be would be my answer. I, am I missing something? I, I, think, I think that's it. I, I, With football right that. now, you're not missing them with football. All right, moving to basketball. I, again, I, I think this is kind of simple, and I am 
it, it is win the conference, which I think this is a really good basketball conference. Mm. Conference USA, look what, yeah. look what CUSA did. I know some of those teams left for the AAC, but look mm. what the CUSA did in the NCAA tournament uh, this past year. And and to go along with that, I think making an NCAA tournament run would be really cool for Liberty basketball because, and it's not just win one game. I think it's get to the second weekend. Yeah. I think they get. I, I feel like they can make it to. to they the could. They I get, think I with their offensive talent. Yeah, they're off, and they they have some. Uh, and we'll talk about their schedule. They have a, a couple of interesting tests coming up, including mm-hmm. in their next game, and we'll talk about their game last night during the Fast Five at Five Vision, who they play next. But uh, I I think for Liberty, if you're a Liberty fan, I think what you would want if you can ask Santa Claus, it, what you want for Christmas is to win Cusa and then make. Uh, NCAA tournament run, most likely to the second weekend. I was say to at least second round. To the second weekend, so oh, the yeah. Sweet 16. Yeah, Sweet 16, my bad. I'm sorry All right, that. moving to uh, the University of Virginia. Life. Let's let's go to basketball first. Let's okay. go to the easy I one. Saying, I was going to say football life, <laughs> my bad. Uh, <laughs> hey, man, I'm not going to bury it as <laughs> let's, much. Let's, I buried let's, UVA let's, football let's, in let's, it. Let's talk about basketball first. Basketball. All right. I, I think for them, they, they contended for the ACC last year. Obviously, um, they made the tournament. They saw how that ended. I think I could put. I thought about putting the final four, like getting back to the final four. I'll say elite eight for some reason, or the elite eight. Yeah. I I just simply put winning the ACC. I feel like that is the goal for this team every year, mm-hmm. and they're always capable of doing it with yeah. Tony Bennett. So I I put winning the ACC. Um, and uh, more specifically, probably the ACC tournament. Mm-hmm. If you sweep both, that's great. But winning the ACC for basketball is what I would put as the number one thing for UVA fans right now. Maybe yeah, getting an, a, a high-end recruit. Maybe winning another. I know winning another national title is mm-hmm. there, but that's so hard to do. So, And that's probably what it is, is winning the national title. But I'm going to smart a little bit smaller and, and just say winning the ACC. Yeah, that, that's a definitely good Christmas list right there. A good target win the ACC. I can still see them making a deep playoff run. Like Yeah, I mean, I trust Tony. Like, yeah. as much as I – They're not a bad team at all. Yeah, they, they, this they is a it. Tony Bennett-led team. I mean, Tony Bennett is one of the best coaches in college basketball. Mm. It is very hard as a Virginia Tech fan to praise UVA, <laughs> but I think Tony Bennett is one of the elite coaches. I mean, I think if he went anywhere, he could win. Like, he's that oh, yeah. type of coach. So, he is behind maybe only, like, three coaches right now in college basketball considering who has retired recently, and that might be, like, Bill Self. Um, you know, if you want to talk about longevity, maybe Patino and mm-hmm. Calipari. Like, mm-hmm. that's that's the three names I can think of off the top of my head. So you throw Scott Drew uh, Scott in there, mm-hmm. um, coach at Baylor. Um, but... Uh, you know, Tony Bennett is one of the elite coaches. All right, football. So, right. looking at this team, they had a lot of young pieces this year, and I think I, they I showed a lot. Life. Of I still say life. They just need. They need life. <laughs> they they just need a bad. I just feel so bad for them. Okay, well, it's been too long. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, it's not been that bad, but um, I said getting back to a bowl game mm-hmm. is what UVA like. If you if you told a UEA fan they go six and six next year or they go seven and five next year with obviously Anthony Colangio, um outside of him outside of last game of the year and, and just showed promise and you know maybe 
They've added, uh, this is not in the Fast 5 at 5-ish, but it was announced today that Notre Dame wide receiver, he also played a little bit of running back. He's from Thomasdale High School in Richmond. Chris Tyree is signing with Virginia in the portal. I think that's a really good uh, veteran wide receiver addition mm-hmm. for them. Um, but I, I think getting getting back to to a bowl game for Virginia is is something that is is reasonable, um, what fans should expect, and fans would probably want at this point. I'll say at least win at least six or more games, compete for ACC, get a chance to win, get a chance to win it, um, compete for the ACC title in football. Yeah, football. They're not doing that next but year. I know, not next year, but say like in divisionalist football, they're not doing that. Yeah, but I'm just saying, if, I don't even like, think Tech could do if that next like, year. This magically happened. You know, they just have to be. It, they would have to get a schedule like Louisville got this year, where they yeah. avoid Clemson, avoid Florida State. Um, so let's let I'd well, say get back well, to a bowl. Avoid Florida State in ACC championship, but still. No, no, but oh, in the, the regular, regular season. season. Yeah, I was saying. Come on, man. I know. Straighten up. I know. My bad. I'm just. <laughs> All right, moving <laughs> moving to the Hokies. Um, we're going to talk about this a little bit later on the show. For mm. football, uh, right now, I think they need line depth, but specifically mm. offensive line depth. It was the biggest weakness of the team this year. Uh, when they played, you know, really good defensive lines, they had no shot in those mm. games. Look at Louisville, look at NC State, look at Florida State. And so I, I think offensive line depth is what is most needed for this Virginia Tech team. And if you're a Virginia Tech fan, you put that right now at the top of your your wish list, which you could also say the same thing for Virginia. Um, you could say that for any team, but I think what they'll need to do to get back to a bowl game is that offensive line depth. Yeah, is definitely. that? I think that was the so, biggest problem this whole season. Like you said, that yeah. was like it was like actually good, pretty good football team. They weren't bad, just like they were just the weakness up front that really was messing everything up and causing them games and stuff. For basketball. Um, I, I simply put get back to the NCAA tournament. And I don't know if they – I had expectations this could be a tournament team this year, and we'll see. Um, they're coming off the win against Louisville. Didn't look great at some points. Uh, Louisville looked better than they did last year. They actually showed a pulse this year, it appeared. Um, but I, I think for Virginia Tech basketball, it, it has to be getting back, getting back to the NCAA tournament, which honestly should be the goal for this team every year given where it's been built up to. Obviously, if you look at the history of Virginia Tech, it's not necessarily a consistent NCAA tournament team, so you can't expect it year over year, but the expectation should be getting to the NCAA tournament. Definitely. I mean, it's been a while they've been to the NCAA tournament. It's they been, missed last year. They were there the year before because yeah, they won the ACC. I know. I just feel like it's been a long time. It feels like, like a while, but it's but only been like, one year. Come I just on, feel like they can, I know, but I just feel like it's been a while. But they can still. I think they can make it and make a good run, a good decent run and like surprise some people and everything. Yeah, we'll see. I get an ACC play. ACC looks, I don't want to say down this year, but it, uh, it looks gettable. Uh, yeah, there's some ups and downs, a lot of ups and downs. Yep. Like. All right. That, that will do it for the, the fan wish list. Give us your thoughts. What do you think? Uh, am I wrong? Am I off base? Am I missing something obvious? At Trey Lyle VT, at Ty Tracy 90, at Fastlane, Ed Lane. What, uh, what do you think, as a fan of your team, would you want for this holiday season for your team? Uh, let us let us know here in the comments. And you know what? I'll throw one more in, a NASCAR, because we cover that as well. Uh, a better short track package. That's that's pretty easy as well. All right, let's get to the Fast Five at Five-ish. It's time for the Fast Five at Five-ish. Five fast-paced, quick-witted things you need to know right now. 
number five. Three Virginia Tech football players have announced they are entering the portal today. Backup offensive lineman Johnny Dixon, cornerback Derek Canteen, and wide receiver Dwayne Lofton have all announced they are entering the NCAA transfer portal. All also have said they will play in the bowl game this upcoming season. Uh, we'll talk more about this later with uh, VT Scoops' Andrew Alex. I think it's a good sign that they're all playing in the bowl game, maybe contributing to the that they want to you know want to be with this particular team, the culture that Brent Pye has built. You don't see this mass exodus of players, you know, in year two. You see, you know, uh, you, you break down backup offensive linemen. Tech wants to add offensive linemen in the portal. I think with Canteen, he's not playing his natural position right now, and he wants to find that more of a role. And then. Dwayne Lofton, I think there's some depth at wide receiver, and he's just, you know, playing time is is hard to find, and he's he's going to go find uh, a place where he can get some more playing time. So uh, those are three names of Hokies that have entered the portal today. Number four. What are your thoughts on the NBA in-season tournament? Good, I, bad? I, pre- I like it, Loki. I, I really like it. I think it's pretty good. It was a good idea for adding that this year for the um, season. I really like it. And it was actually pretty good to watch. And it was, it's like, not it was over yet. I agree with you. I think um, it, it, it's brought a unique feel. I watched the games last night um, with the new courts and everything. And so the in, NBA in-season tournament semifinals are set um, after these la- games the last two nights here. As uh, I believe, as I pull up the scores just to help everyone out here, um, Boston fell to Indiana. Indiana wins 122-112. Uh, New Orleans beat Sacramento 127-117. And then last night, Milwaukee blows out the Knicks 146-122. Lakers win over Phoenix 106-103. LeBron James, 31 points in that game, by the way. Tyrese Halliburton has been a star in these. You know, I think Indiana's kind of the surprise team in all of this. Shout to Tyrese Halliburton, who openly said he's never won anything, and that's why he's pushing so hard for this. So it sets up uh, Milwaukee, Indiana semifinal, Lakers-Pelicans as the other semifinal. Uh, this will be an ESPN-TNT split on Sunday or on Friday, excuse me, with the sem- the final on ABC, I believe, on Sunday in Las Vegas. Mm. Uh, any any picks for those two games? Who, who do you think is going to win it all? I, I, I might pick uh, Milwaukee. I think Indiana is going to take on but the But I would not be surprised if Indiana win. I, would I not think be Indiana appears to be the team that wants it the most. I'm going to take Indiana and Los Angeles in the final. And you know what? Just so I can say LeBron has won this and Jordan has it, I'm going to say the Lakers win this. Uh, that's for Ed uh, there as well. But uh, I, it, it's a smashing success for the NBA. I think um, you look at how the players have wanted it more. Um, it, it has gotten the NBA more relevant during um, this time of year. And so shout out to uh, the NBA. I think it's a really good idea. Now let's go to number three. And uh, whose fans a familiar name has gained a head coaching job? Number three. New Mexico has hired Bronco Mendenhall to be the school's next head football coach. It was announced Wednesday. Terms were not announced, but sources have told ESPN's Pete Thamel the deal is for five seasons. Mendenhall, at 57 years old, has been an FBS coach for 17 17 seasons with successful stints at Virginia and BYU. Hasn't coached since 2021, where he left Virginia to reassess, renew, reframe, and reinvent. We've talked a little bit about Bronco's tenure here on the fast lane a couple of times uh he's a west coast guy heading back to new mexico uh, i think if he can win there it'll set him up for probably a west coast p5 job 
Uh, but, you know, I think New Mexico going with a, a really good football coach in Bronco. I, I think it's overall a good hire. I probably expect him to see uh, see some success, success at, at New Mexico as he heads, uh, you know, playing the Mountain West. Any yeah. thoughts on it? I, I like that move. I think this would be a pretty good move for the team, a good turnaround. I can see them turn around at next season and stuff. Speaking of uh, some teams that uh, bouncing back or number two, Liberty bounces back from their two-game losing streak, which they lost to FAU and uh, College of Charleston, both pretty good teams last year. FAU obviously made the Final Four. Uh, College of Charleston was really good as well, uh, but they bounced back with a 74-39 win over Mississippi Valley State. Really good performance last night at the Liberty Arena. Uh, or as uh, Ed likes to say, in Bel Air. Uh, but their next game, I think this is a really good matchup for them. Uh, they're going to take on Grand Canyon, who is the winners of the WAC last year. So this is a tournament team, uh, presumably. Bryce Drew is their head coach, uh, brother of Scott Drew, the head coach at Baylor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think this is, you know, they have this matchup. They have a matchup with Alabama coming up. Uh, these are some big non-con games for Liberty to set them up for their first season in Conference USA. Speaking of Conference USA, it's award season, at least for football. And number one on the Fast Five at Five-ish. If you heard the brooms near Liberty University today, it was uh, Liberty sweeping up all the Conference USA awards. Caden Salter wins MVP. Tyron Dupree, the Defensive Player of the Year. Quentin Cooley, Newcomer of the Year and coach Jamie Chadwell, co-coach of the year with head coach of New Mexico State, Jerry Kill. Uh, these were voted on by the, the coaches of the league. This makes sense. I mean, you're 13-0, you go undefeated in league play, you win the league. Caden uh, Solter was maybe, you could argue, the best group of five quarterback. You put him in, you put Michael Pratt in there, I think you put Frank Harris in there, put Preston Stone in there for SMU. Um, you know, I, I think he was clearly the best player in Conference USA this year. Uh, but I, I he was balling it out, uh, you know, uh, this year. Uh, yeah. Tyron Dupree, uh, really good defensive player. Uh, lots of turnovers for us this year. Uh, I think he, I believe he was tied in the country for interceptions this year. I know he was up there this year. Um, you know, really good year as uh, obviously takeaways were big for for Liberty this year. Um as well, Tyron Dupree wins Defensive Player of the Year. Jamie Chadwell, co-coach of the year. You go undefeated. I think Jamie Chadwell, what he did in New Mexico State, getting him to a 10-win team. Obviously, that big win over Auburn. Also, yeah. a really good job. And so, plus, they had a slow start of the season. Yeah, slow start, obviously. And then they finished 10-0. And then Quentin Cooley, the running back. Really good year for him. Newcomer of the year. Which, I guess technically... I guess they just picked someone who was new to Liberty, but like every player at Liberty was a newcomer, could be a newcomer of the year. So it was interesting how they picked that, right? Like everyone at Liberty could be the newcomer of the year for CUSA because they're all new to CUSA. That's true. It is crazy. You're like, what the world's going on? So Quentin Cooley, obviously a transfer from Wake Forest, mm-hmm. is the Conference USA newcomer of the year. And there is your Fast Five at Five-ish. When we come back on the fast lane, we'll talk a little baseball with my co-host, the Foul Ball Area Podcast, which I ask you to subscribe to. Uh, Matt Atkins, that's next here in the fast lane.